When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to our new podcast, Boots, Balls, and Bras, part of the ACAST Creator Network. I'm here with Farah Williams, Eartha Pond, and I'm Beck Smith. All right. Today we have a lot to get through because it's been a big week. First of all, it is the International Day of the Girl yesterday. It was. It was. Eartha, you've been busy. Very busy celebrating young people, girls, getting them into sport, looking at policies, um, looking how we can engage different communities and just really trying to get a level playing field, which is quite hard to do but we've got some great people behind it so i'm excited nice what were you doing were you like running around with the kiddos and the with the Everyone. ball or? no <laughs> <laughs> not, she not, don't run when she's late <laughs> no, no not with the kids more with the the strategists in terms of big brands and ngos looking at what we can do and obviously looking at the euros and how that's kind of given us a platform for our voice to be escalated in some way shape or form but really looking at the strategies that's happening on the grounds looking at schools looking at the government which will take up all of our podcasts and we're not going to do that um and yeah just really looking at what can we actually do to make change but embedded change over a long period of time so really exciting conversations which it always is for mm. me though it's really about the action so yeah watch nice this face ask her what her quote is What's your quote? Don't tell me, show me. Come on. So, yeah, I, I, it was so funny because we've done a Q&A. It was me, Dina Asher-Smith. I uh, like how you put you before Dina Asher-Smith. Get it. Own yeah. it. Own um, it. I'm doing my alphabet backwards. but um, And yeah, and weightlifter, GB weightlifter, Emily. I forgot the surname. Um, and really we were talking about the impact that girls can have around sports and just our journeys through the game. Um, yeah, and it was great to hear just the, the difference in how we got to where we got to. So we need to make sure that it's not just a one blueprint that we we broaden mm. the brush and make sure everyone is kept included in the conversation. So awesome. Excited. So good. And speaking of action, we had a little bit over the weekend or Friday night to be more precise. England hosted the Americans in Wembley Stadium to a packed out crowd. It was really packed out. It was 76,893 people to be precise. Nice. Far away. Thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> it's all in my brain. Thoughts on the game? I thought it was a really good game. Wait, yeah, first of really all, did you see the beginning of the well, game? Well, we'll get there. <laughs> From what I saw of the game, really entertaining. Um, obviously, the, the Lionesses, or former Lionesses were invited oh, yeah, nice. to celebrate the 50th 50 years of, of the Lionesses. Um, so I saw the first goal, fantastic goal, really good start, eight <laughs> mm -hmm. minutes in. Mm -hmm. And then uh, 12 minutes into the game, we get taken from our seats to go down and I missed the remainder of the first half. I heard lots of celebrating. And when I walked out onto the pitch at halftime with the, the rest of the girls, I actually thought the score was 3-1 to England. Because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that yeah, was your Little did I know that we never knew what was going on and we missed the whole of the first half other than the first goal. Um, but what I saw of the first 10 minutes and the second half, um, as I said in the last pod about where I think the Lionesses are now, 
they just played with this confidence. They mm-hmm. played like champions. They mm-hmm. played like European champions at times. They were risky in in their style. Um, and I don't think they would have played that way without the confidence that they've 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 got, you know, from from the the Euro win. And you know, they dominated at times. Uh, you know, the US were number one, and it kind of it looked like roles had been reversed in the game at times. Um, when I used to play against the US, that's pretty much how we used to be dominated and mm. we'd be chasing around like the US did at times against us. But yeah, a really, you know, high quality game. And, and, and how good was and how good was that player in the middle for the um, VAR? Did you see how well they played or did you not see? The VAR? We won't yeah. go into VAR because VAR <laughs> was very disappointing <laughs> in that game. The player in the we won't, VAR? We won't go into detail around VAR because we don't want to upset Bex and her referees. <laughs> <laughs> right, Bex? Correct, Farah. <laughs> oh. No, but actually I was, I was okay with the VAR in that game because there was a ball to bum which got called a handball which Crazy. was not a handball mm-hmm. so thanks to VAR can I just tell you on that because I don't yeah. interrupt but I was screaming I in my chair because it was like in the 80th <laughs> minute and obviously I predicted 2-1 I'm like this is not a penalty <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like please she, let them score yeah. so no one wins the prediction we're so like oh. I didn't want them to have the penalty purely because I didn't want to lose my prediction that like I could come in today and feel like a champion mm. you know having got it right Erfa <laughs> so yeah who got the Who got the prediction right? Because it I went did. back and forth the whole time, and then I was confused. It Bex, was two one. Bex, you know, I said two one first, and then Farrell was like, "Yeah, say three one." So I said three one. So who said two one? We oh, have photo evidence was, that the first numbers that came out of Earth Pond, Earth Sweetie Pond's name was three <laughs> one England. I think you might be right. In reply, I said I was thinking of saying three one, but I'm going to go two one. Two one it was. I said three minus one, <laughs> which is two, and then obviously they'll get one on the other. And then side. it was whoever wins three one or two one is right. That exactly. then came into it. Well, I was wrong. I thought the USA would win even without a Sam Mewis, Abby Dahl, mm. Kemper. You know, most of their actually starting lineup they weren't there either. But I still thought that um, England dominated. Although I have to say, going back to VAR, it wasn't offsides. It was not offside for me. So it would have been a two two. Would have been a fair. Rodman's Call goal. That was a good goal. Yeah, wasn't yeah, that it was sick? A good, it was a good. Goal. I was like, "Yep, yeah, no one's won. We can move on." And yeah. then it was cool, and I was like, oh, "We're back at it again." But you know so. what? The US team, like they're young, and I know they had really big names out, mm. and it it could have changed the you know the result of the game. But actually, they have got a bright future. I know mm-hmm. they're in transition right. with some of their younger players, and they have to live up to the expectation of what the US national team have done for yep. so many years. But let me tell you, they have got some superstars coming through. Isn't it crazy? I literally crazy. did not know. I mean, I know some of them on the back line from mm. watching the NWSL, but they're no name players, yeah. really. Mm. And I don't mean to be rude because clearly people know who these players mm-hmm. are. But really on an international stage playing against the European champions as a back line mm-hmm. in particular is so difficult. Mm-hmm. And obviously both the mistakes did come from the two center backs, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Americans. But that's the experience they need, right? Mm-hmm. So they've made those, ex- those mistakes now. What's going to happen when they then come to the table in July in New Zealand and some other country? Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be exciting. They've got an awesome. exciting team. They nothing, really do. Nothing's going to get through them. Like literally, mm. once they get that that um, experience, like you said, I think, yeah, they, they love pressure as well. Yeah. So they're going to be thriving on that pressure to show that they're the new era of of football. And yeah, they're, I guess their te- technical and tactical ability was definitely there to see. Yep. It's just how do they pull all that together? And I think with 10 months to go, they've got a, mm-hmm. a good period of time to, to make that make that possible. So bring on the World Cup. Yeah, yeah. And for Eartha, you've said before, Eartha, 
You said before that um, previously you guys as former lionesses have not been, or let's say the former women that have been in the game in this country have never been invited to the games. And this was the first time that they have, right? So yeah, is that because uh, of you? Did you give well, them a little tip? Not, not, I guess it was something that was definitely spoken about um, and something that the FA wanted to do. I guess just what that looked like had to be sort of mapped out. I think the Euros definitely brought that even further forward in terms to of making that happen. Yeah. Um, and it's definitely deserved. Like, as you said, like those girls have, and women have put time in for, for decades and they do need the recognition for, I guess, laying the foundation for the girls that we've got and the winners and the champions we've got today and what's to come in the future. So yeah. I think it was inevitable. Um, I think they were quite honest in saying we, we could have done more mm. um but this is just the start it's not actually the end actually this is part of the sort of strategy to to make things go in, in the right direction it. yeah did you enjoy sure. it was it fun like hanging out with all those women it was cool yeah. um you know so i mean over the years you you can imagine how many different players of different ages that you know i certainly mm. played with and to see all the old faces at times i remember the face and i'm like why can't i put a name to yeah. this like, good job we had name badges yeah. <laughs> but yeah i mean it's funny how, you know, people see me as a young girl growing up and yeah. hearing some of the stories and some thought I was shy and some thought I had a chip on my shoulder. Some thought I was a cocky young kid. Which one were right? All. <laughs> at some all, point. All of the above. All, yeah. And it's just, it's just, you know, it was nice to just reminisce about, yeah. you know, old times and... Yeah, it was an enjoyable night, it, apart from missing the first half. Yeah, it yeah. Rem, it rem, so it reminded me of, you know, when you used to go to those FA awards and there'll be like people from the north to the south mm. of like the country. And actually in that room, there was just like people from Doncaster, like Everton, like London clubs. And I was just uh -huh. like, wow, under one roof. Like there was just, it was just too much. It was like yeah. candy poppers. I was like, oh my gosh, there's this one. Oh it's my true, gosh, there's but that you one. Know, you obviously come into the room. You know the only thing just about. that they could have, yeah, just about got her when she sneaked in. As I, she sn I snuck in, did you actually? But, yeah, on the FA board, but you're not allowed, not allowed in the room. I'm like, oh. She was in the Royal Box. She hasn't said that, right? So she was in the Royal Box, obviously uh, a lot better than the box. Uh, look at this. But it was just the room, the layout of the room was a bit, Awful. It, that was, yeah, it, the, Awful. don't get me wrong, it was not, <laughs> but the layout of the room was poor in terms of like, you, you know, how you got to, like, if you didn't walk through this whole corridor, I don't even know what it was, uh, I mean, you could probably describe it yeah. better, but you weren't really together together where you could just, you know, oh, chat and catch up. up and it was just like, a, it was difficult. You missed some people because you didn't get down that end of the, the room the, or, yeah. or whatever it was. So I think the layout of the room was was really, really poor. I don't the, know, like, yeah. agree or not? The, I mean, the layout definitely sport it. It was yeah. like you was walking a runway and you kept yeah, like, it, there yeah. was like so many different people and you'd like but trying you to get to the end. Earth, you missed the other people on that yeah. side. Yeah, it, the layout was poor. That has to obviously mm. be fed back. And I guess for me in the roll box, <clears throat> <laughs> it was um for me. What did you I, eat? Uh, what did you have for food? Not sausage roll. Not sausage roll. Not sausage roll. Caviar and oysters. Mm, a little Champagne. bit of this, a little bit of that. Yeah. Um, I think for me as well, as someone who sits on the FA board now, I want to see the transition of the people that was in that room in the royal box room. Like for me, like how do you influence the game mm. if you don't have those voices and mm. those people that have lived experience? helping to drive the game forward and yes it's great to have politicians and yes it's great to have is it oh sorry oh somewhere <laughs> oh, yeah. the people they invite in there <laughs> people, are invited people and, that are invited guests, basically yeah. into there aren't the people that are going to help change help and change grow the, the game. game yeah so yeah. that's yeah we and need then... some, we need some more people from that room yeah. mm -hmm. to be upgraded 
Is it an to, upgrade? You just said it wasn't. It's an upgrade, <laughs> obviously, because I'm in there. So okay. it upgraded to kind of sit next to me mm, and gotcha. the rest of the, the great people in, in that room. Um, I can, if you want me to have a word, I can have a word. Please. But I sneaked in there myself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> see, she snuck in the room, but I snuck into the downgrade. See, that's what uh -huh. we do. Swap roles. I, on the other hand, was sitting with my sister and a bunch of friends, so my wife and her family, in like just the normal seats behind the goal it was the so great. Are the USA fan? Was there a USA end? I don't think there was. Someone said there was. There were a lot of USA fans. Yeah, a small section of a US fan. Yeah, it was great. It was great because you had, you know, Americans cheering, you had English cheering, and everyone sort of got along. Do you like that about game? I love it. Do you? That everybody just sat together as like fans? I love it. I love it. Because separated by teams or nations. Absolutely. I think it's ridiculous if you have to separate people for cheering for a game that they're not even playing. I understand that fans are obsessed with football, especially in different parts of the world, more obsessive than others. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they're gonna, it's gonna cause like violence and fighting, I think is ridiculous. Mm. I love the fact that we can sit together and we can still cheer and I can still take the absolute it's piss out of you guys. Though, when there's like some here, some, you want them all together to generate I don't sound, mind right? that. I don't mm. mind that if you separate, you know, for just sound. for sound, that's quite cool. Mm. Cause it is nice to sit, you know, if you really are going for it and you're cheering for your team, mm. that's quite fun. You don't want to rub it in when you're next to the US. Yeah, and yeah you do. Out. I do, that's <laughs> yeah, what I do. love. I love turning around <laughs> to my friend and being like, they scored. That second goal was hard for us because <laughs> Ness and I, my sister and I like stood up and we were like, yeah, it was 2-2, two -two. it was a Pipe great down. goal. And that's exactly what we got from like calm all down, the calm six down. other people we were sitting with who were all British, <laughs> including my little nieces. They were like, why are you cheering? Yeah. I'm like, I am part American. And they were like, oh, <laughs> we didn't know that about you. History lesson. Yeah, but speaking of people who got missed out or missed the game, uh, Leanne Sanderson missed out apparently, heard, mm -hmm. heard that loud and clear from her social media. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on that? I just, having read it, it's, it's difficult. I think the whole process of the way that the FA invited, I think the idea around inviting everybody was fantastic. Mm. And I think the process around inviting everybody wasn't done in a way that it should have been done. What so I think was it was the really process? poor. Uh, from, from my knowledge and understanding of it, and I could be wrong, and yeah. you might know more being on the board, is that we all received an email, or an email was sent out to everybody and inviting you to the game with, with a plus one, and then you respond to that email. Mine actually went to my agent, who actually didn't reply in time, but then didn't have a follow-up to say, you know, you haven't responded to this email, do you wanna come? Mm -hmm. So there was no follow-up to yeah. an email that was sent out. There was no checklist to the emails that were sent out. It was just an email that was sent out, no phone call, nothing. Yeah. And then you respond if you respond, and if you don't, they just assume you don't wanna come. Yeah. I would imagine they're assuming they don't wanna come. Um, and that was it, mm. and so, she's obviously been missed on that email list or the emails got lost. I don't know. I don't know the ins and outs or the facts around it. But as a player that was invited, you would assume that everybody got an email, yeah. as I did. I did assume that Liam would have received an email because why wouldn't I? I'm there with every other lion, former lioness who had also received an email. So... Do you know if yeah. she got left out or what happened? Do you know? I think from what I understand- We like just assume you know yeah. everything, it's right? Obviously so, about um, like... So what, what I believe is everyone was invited in some way, shape or form, whether that oh, was an right. email or text. But again, like Farah said, I think for me, it's the the checking, mm -hmm. um, the process in making sure that you've had some sort of correspondence back, whether someone's coming or not. Um, 
just because it's the right thing to do, mm. you have a clear list. Obviously, mm. there was memorabilia that was given out. So everyone was listed on that. So no one's been left out in terms of identifying, which means yeah. everyone should have been contacted. I, again, I don't know the answers as of yeah. yet, but that's what I assume. But I think for me, especially around the sort of DNI piece that kind of came out around the Euros and the lack of diversity, even looking in that room, there is a handful of players mm. that are not white. Mm-hmm. So even from a sort of strategic point of view, can we make sure they these are in the room? Yeah. At, at, like first and foremost. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure and double check with that. And then the rest of the group, I don't think there's any sort of hierarchy in terms of any individual players, but I'm I'm sure from a player's perspective, some people wouldn't have been forgotten and double checks would have been made mm-hmm. in terms of maybe bigger names. So I think there's there's no way to kind of go around it. They've dropped the ball. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, so heading into our halftime talk, uh, this week, we really wanted to address the um, investigation that was go- that has been going on in the U.S. by U.S. Soccer Federation, speaking of federations, um, and it was conducted by uh, the former U.S. Deputy Attorney General Sally Yates. It was re- released last Monday, and basically the report's findings were saying that there were three main coaches um, that had that had alleged misconduct and that there were repeated failures by team owners, U.S. soccer officials, and others to heed warnings and complaints by players about them. Clearly, it's been something that's been, you know, really hard for the U.S. team and America in general to to swallow. Um, but it all, they also found that emotional abuse and sexual misconduct are systemic in women's soccer and that the league's lack of basic workplace protections, something that you talk a lot about, Ertha, created an environment in which abuse could thrive. Have you guys read this? What are your thoughts on it? Because I find it just heartbreaking. I think for me, what comes at the the forefront is just the lack of safeguarding. Mm -hmm. Like in an environment where people love to be and thrive and are always seeking ways to be a better version of themselves, just the it's really disappointing in terms of the, the coaches and the disadvantage that they took of players. I think for us to see it in black and white is, yeah, really disheartening. And I think we've got a long way to go. I don't think it's just the US. I think it's it's it sets the blueprint in terms of having that open dialogue and conversation. But I think when people come forward and, and raise concerns, the lack of action and mm. the ability for, from what we see, the perpetrator to go on and continue that mm 
in a in a diff with a different group of girls for me that's the most worrying thing in terms of the impact um and yeah the ripple effect it has not just within your team but then they're allowed to go wider field and then for me what what's the follow-up what where's the support mechanisms for those players what's been done since yeah. um so it's all those secondary and tertiary actions that needs to take place as a result of this stabbing yeah, report. Yeah, because mental health issues are mm -hmm. are real. That is a it's huge knock-on effect. Of course, but you, you know, like we, we always say, oh, you know, speak up, you, you know, you, you need to go to whoever it is, X, Y, Z about issues. If you want to raise an issue, we should be brave enough to speak up. When these women and, and girls have been brave enough to speak up, and not just on any matter, but to talk about being sexually abused, right? Mm. That is not an easy thing to admit to anybody, your peers or anybody, family, nobody wants to admit that. So for somebody to actually admit to that and try and seek help and advice to then go and talk about that, for it to be dismissed, to even for it to be dismissed, it's crazy to think that that happens. Mm. Like the, if sexual abuse was such an easy thing to talk about, there's so many more people that will come out and talk about it. It's one mm. of the hardest things to admit is, mm -hmm. you know, you have that embarrassment, that shame. And these women have done that openly in, in to try and seek help and, and try and make change. And, and it was denied. Yeah. It's and like, it's not happening. It's, it's kind of like they brushed aside. And as you said, you know, um, Alex Morgan, who, who you know, stood up to uh, Paul Riley about, about the issue and, you know, raising um, the awareness of what was going on. And that was dismissed. And as you said, uh, you know, somebody of that caliber of player or that, mm -hmm. that somebody that's so highly thought of in, in Alex Morgan, mm -hmm. a US superstar that is kind of like, slammed the door on could you imagine like jenny from the block is not yeah. getting heard she's not like getting she's not getting heard, not it's, getting it's, heard. It's, it's just not happening it's and for, mind for blowing me, it's the account for me it's the accountability mm. so what happens next because there are people who what clearly they've been dismissed right? the right and that's thing. it yeah am i right in thinking they've just been dismissed but there has to be an account but there's nothing piece. there's no further there's no further punishment other than i being dismissed I is think, that right at this moment i think right now they're still looking into so there was that the yates report um and then there's now been a follow-up report that's been open because some of the clubs refused to allow yates to look into their clubs and they got slammed for it okay so report, can you imagine so. one of the leading nations in women's football right where something like this gets just dismissed. Can you imagine these smaller nations where it's probably happening on All a bigger scale? Mm -hmm. How are them women going to even be brave enough to come out and speak when such a high profile national team mm -hmm. have just denied everything that's happened or, or pushed aside and slammed the door in? And it's so a really why would good they come point. out? It's a really so it's good point. probably happening around Europe, around the world in, in women's soccer, it it even is. in the men's, because mm -hmm. obviously the men's come out years ago, didn't yep. they come out a few years back? Why would they speak up? Because they were just feel like they're going to get the same treatment, a door slammed in the face and, you know, fought as if they're lying. Because yeah. that's how these women must have felt, that they're lying. These accusations, you know, you're lying. If they're not, they're, being they're not taken believed. Yeah, they're seriously. not being taken seriously. Um, when I was working at FIFA, this was a huge topic um, for me. You know, when, when actually uh, one of the reporters here, we know Susie Rack from The Guardian, mm -hmm. wrote about the Afghanistan mm -hmm. women's case and really broke that case um, along with Khalida Popal, who was the captain of the Afghanistan um, team at the time, and wrote all of these incredible articles about horrific things that these women had to go through. And then yet, you know, until it comes out in the media, came out in the media, there was nothing that we had at FIFA. And I, I remember that there were people that would come to FIFA and say, you know, if something happens, what is the process? And it took me months to find the little link to for to report, 
you know, sexual harassment, sexual abuse, any kind of abuse for that matter for players. So hard to find, not on the main website. And then once it went into that link, it just went into this abyss mm -hmm. and nothing ever happened. And it was so frustrating. And being internally in FIFA, running around to the different departments, you know, chasing the legal squad, asking, you know, what's happening with this and really not getting any answers. It was so frustrating. So for me, I think, you know, things like this can actually stop at the top. If it really is, if there's a system that's in place mm -hmm. from the world governing body, it does trickle down to confederations, to federations, to leagues. And for me, that's one of the solutions, not the only clearly, but I think they have to, there's, what is more important than player safety? <sighs> what, nothing's well, more nothing, important. But nothing. they don't act on that, right? No. And they don't the, care. You, you're just, an, as I would put it, you're just another number. Yeah, in terms of that, number. you're just another number. And I used to say that as a player, you know, they don't care about you as, I felt like that. They don't care about you as a human or, or you mm. know, you're just another number footballer that is going to be here for now. And, and they're looking for the next person to replace you and move on. So you don't, they don't care about you. And we talk about all of this investment and yes, the product looks great at the mm. top, but we have to invest at the foundational point. So mm. systems and processes, we got to start putting more attention into that area as well, because when it goes wrong at the top, at least you'll have the foundations to be able to draw on. And there's not enough time and attention to making sure mm. that that bit is where it needs to be. So I don't know who we need to get around the table. You might know with your FIFA hat on just to make sure that you those, get you on the table. Those get four, well, I, but get again, the table I'm not the expert. Them. So this is the thing we tend yeah. to go to the people we know yeah. and give them jobs and do. I'm not mm. that person. Yeah, we yeah. need mm. the people who actually that's what they live and breathe. Mm. And I think for me as well, that nepotism within the game where we're just handing out jobs to people that we're connected to mm. that can't continue we need the right people in the right spaces to make it the best product that we need it to be. Mm. And at the minute it's not happening because we've got those same old cultures, those processes that are not working and the players are being impacted at the end of the day, the safeguarding is, is not good enough. We've mm. got to be, be honest about it. And that's the thing that always bothered me was because it doesn't really, or it does affect boys actually and men, mm -hmm. but let's say, you know, a little bit to a lesser extent that those people that are, are in those decision-making positions tend to have never been affected, even heard about it or had ever, it's never come across their table. So why would they think about it? Why would it be a priority for them or even a sub priority for them when they're looking at all the decisions that they have to make? Whereas I think if you have more diversity in those decision-making bodies, people who have been affected or at least know people that have been affected by it, then it's on the radar. Then they can make it a priority because for me, I, I mean, genuinely, what is more important? But it's, it's about, safety? like you say, it's that lived experience, but also it's very traumatic. So mm -hmm. uh, what you don't yeah. want to do is just revisit the trauma with no action because then actually that's a pointless conversation. You're opening up wounds, you're getting insights, mm -hmm. but you're not actually actioning. You're doing stuff to tick a box. So if we're going to do it, we have to do it properly because we it's not about just sharing the story and saying, oh, we're really sorry. And it's ha this happened. I'm drawing a line under it and I'm using my experience to help drive strategy going forward mm -hmm. so that we can action it so it never happens again. We need a policy in place in terms of we going back to Leanne. We need something in place so it never happens again. Everyone that needs to be invited is invited. So it's, a, it's that accountability piece in terms of, yes, being transparent when we've got it wrong, but what are we putting in place to make sure that it never happens again? And I think far too often do you know, I was gonna we don't say, put do anything you not in place. Far too often we accept after that, oh yeah, we've made a mistake. Oh, we messed up here. Mm. We apologise. 
that happens far there's no too accountability often in so though. many different areas mm. and, and 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 fields in, within the game it's like yeah we accept we we failed this person here yet yeah, we accept that but then nothing's ever done nothing ever changes because the same pattern repeats itself mm. year on year and i've you know i've been involved throughout the youth setup all the way like you know 23 years you're still a and coach like, too you still coach the, the under 23 but if i was if i talk about when i was a youth player with england you know mm. it would put it to 26 years mm -hmm. as a, as a player throughout the fa and in that time not many faces have changed Mm. So not many processes are going to change in that yeah. time either mm. because they haven't tried to change that, you know, what has always been not great. And that's why I say we need that voice from mm. the players room, yeah. the Lioness Lounge mm. into the Royal oh, Box sure. to, to change those systems. Mm. And it's not going to change. And when we talk about football really is a tool for societal change. Mm -hmm. If we get these processes and systems right and we are an example of good practice, this is how we can impact the wider society. But we're... We're so far away, and we've got to be we've got to be truthful about it. I think so too. You know, uh, really interestingly, one of the most um, fascinating groups of people that I'd come together with in the last, like, let's say, five ten years was um, Prince Ali of Jordan, who's the um, presidential FA for football in in Jordan, and he was in charge of the tournament when we did the FIFA Under Seventeen World Cup in 2016, and he was just this amazing human. He put together this team of really strong women who were running the tournament and he just sort of sat back and and gave them whatever they mm -hmm. needed and was really involved in looking to try to change culture in in, um, in Jordan in terms of, you know, having their women's team be the first one ever on an international stage to wear a hijab. And it's just mm -hmm. amazing, really, genuinely such an incredible country. But what he did when all of the Afghanistan stuff broke out is he pulled together a team of these incredible people who had that experience mm -hmm. in understanding how to, you know, do safeguarding, um, to have safety in sport. And he, it was just the sexual abuse cases. So, you know, people who had nothing to do with sport, but had dealt with these mm -hmm. kinds of things and put them all together to create a task force to try to work on this Afghanistan case, because to, to all of your points, all of our points, what the hell happens? after they've now gone and said this is a problem and now the president's gone, but there's still six other guys in the federation who are doing the same thing. Yeah, yeah. and I think a great example is like the aviation system. I don't know if you've heard of uh, black box thinking. So when there's been like an yeah. air crash, they look at the black box, they see what's gone mm. wrong and they share it across the industry. So it never happens again. It's yeah. not covering stuff off mm. or blaming people. This is what's happened. So this should never replicate again. Mm -hmm. We've got to start being open and having that black box thinking in, in terms of saying, this is what's gone wrong. This is what we need to learn from it as an industry. And if someone replicates it, you're doing it because you've, you don't want to follow yeah. the, the, the learning that we've already mm. shared. So yes, you have to be held accountable. And yes, there has to be some actions as a result of it. But if we're open, transparent, and I guess learn from it, then that's one thing that we never happens again. Mm. And we look at securing the next problem. Well, it's certainly interesting because, you know, as women's football gets stronger, as there's more broadcast money, all the things that we're fighting for and have been fighting for forever, you know, if there's still this going on, what are we what are we a part of? You know, really, if we're we're allowing people to come in and, and women are now victims of, you know, whatever these guys, men and women, want mm -hmm. to do with them, what's the point, really? You know what, you know what my question is? These might have the answers, that when the, the, the women's game was so amateur, right? Not just here in England, but uh, across the world. The mm -hmm. women's game has been amateur for so many mm -hmm. years. The Americans have obviously been leading away in terms of being professional, turning professional first. Is that, has it, 
how much advantage had been taken when it was amateur and there weren't people that would use their platform because they didn't have a platform mm. to speak up against the abuse that probably would have happened then, right? So this could have been going on and put, you know, again, I'm going to say assume it's been happening in leagues in the women's game around the world for years. But because there was no platform and, and the game wasn't as big as it is now, no one ever spoke up because mm. I've never heard of this before. But you're telling me it's not happened. I don't know. I'm just saying. Has it? Like, have you? No, guys... I don't. I'm not. I'm not aware of it. I'm just saying. Like, surely, like now, you know, the, the US, and even now, with the US having a platform big enough to speak on, mm. they were still, you know, the door was still slammed on them. But I'm just saying, potentially, this could have been happening for for, for years. Within, was it? Do you within guys the women's game? Has it been happening here? Well, I, I, there's definitely been examples in the men's game. We saw the the stuff with Man City and, and Chelsea, and there's been accountability around that, but. That was in the academy system. That's in the academy yeah. system. So young boys. Yeah. So so it'll be naive of us to think that oh it's only in the men's game because actually football is football and it has an impact globally. But what I want us to do is make sure that we put systems and things that we can do now in mm. terms of making sure it's right that accountability mm. piece and having that consultation with all the key stakeholders, parents, players, um, coaches, referees, like all the people who make that wonderful game happen and we're talking about the negative side but the top side is really good as well like mm. and it's really enjoyable it gives so much things to people in terms of life choices different paradigms it's allowed me to travel across the world played in the states for a bit so have you got, have you got some air flight points or not quite there yet what points the air flight points i just signed up for those okay. so yeah not BA, got a million, I know, yet. I not got a million yet. yet not got a million yet so um <laughs> who's got a million? About british airways you know the air points yeah, who's, who's, got got use your card. <laughs> ask a, ask a who's got a million points <laughs> yeah so so for me yeah i i guess we we can't assume there is or there isn't but i think it's definitely something that we if it if there is that we have a system in place to be able to support and drive the game forward with Mm. it as well this has been the longest halftime team talk guys ever yeah that was like it felt like a second half as opposed to a half time (laughs) do we even do we even have a second half actually yeah that's yeah, second half hits now. What have we got going in the second half? Okay, what's going on in the second what's half? Um, what about next week? Next week, this coming week, we've got big games. The the leagues kick off. So Lyon is still at the very top of surprise, surprise. <laughs> the um the French league. PSG actually lost to Le Havre. That was two weekends ago, I think. So even further up the top of the table, Barcelona is still on top. And then in this league, it's actually. Pretty exciting, isn't it? FAWSL We've got what Everton, Chelsea on Sunday. Any other games you're looking forward to? Obviously, uh, the Man United against Brighton because I'm working it <laughs> <laughs> with the BBC tuning at twelve o'clock Sunday. <laughs> no, I, I, I think just based on performances, Everton and Chelsea, I think it, it is a good test. We've seen the way that Everton's been building up. So again, just a marker for them to see how close or far away they are from where they want to be. Obviously, they've got young players coming through and I guess Chelsea need to do what what Chelsea do. And yeah, they've kind of had a slow start, but they seem to be kicking on. So Lost to Liverpool. That's a very slow start. I know. Just come up into the WSL. That's what we want though, right? A competitive league. So I'm just looking forward to good football, more goals. Um, and yeah, more coverage. It's always interesting, though, isn't it? After the, on the BBC, yeah, on Sunday, it's always interesting. Sky after does a good job, though. Too. I don't know. I don't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I do. They do a good There's job. There's other platforms available, it's always, guys. Uh, it's always interesting, though. Fixtures after the international break, mm. you know, because they'll they, they, 
they'd have played last night yeah. and so then they will have a few days before you know is it Chelsea away at Everton are they, are they away or at home I can't remember Everton they're away they're, they're yeah. away aren't they so mm-hmm. then they would have to travel away having a lot of internationals mm-hmm. away so then that travel and I mean they're used to it they've got so many internationals but that game in particular with the way that Everton play now they're a possession based team now mm-hmm. and they play out from the back and they like to you know you know mm-hmm. keep the ball in their own half and in opposition half Chelsea are a high pressing team <laughs> so do they play into Chelsea's hand <laughs> So this is why I'm really looking. Why are you, why are you humming me? Yeah, no, I'm just saying they, 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 so they're going to get is, in the trap and if they play that. I've not seen Everton play under the new manager a different style other than a possession-based mm. style. So it will be really interesting, and you know, and Emma is tactically very good with this Chelsea team, Emma Hayes. Mm. So I'm sure she'll be like, right, guys, these like to play out. Mm-hmm. We're going to press. We're going to set set traps, and we're going to press them hard. And and when they've done that against teams that like to possess the ball. They've always punished. Yeah. So it'd be interesting how Everton set up, but it, it's a big game. Not sure what it's on. Maybe FA TV. <laughs> Everything's on FA TV. FA player, yeah. What um now that the league has started, we've only had two, maybe three games in some. Who do you guys think is gonna win the league? Did we talk about this last week? I don't think we did. I actually want to know really, right Bells. now. Doncaster Bells. <laughs> okay. Great. I think Chelsea. You, I just think that. <laughs> I think I think Chelsea. Not, I think their squad depth. I think the players that they've recruited, mm. um, they're strong. Um, it's like a new signing in Lauren James. I think she's starting yeah. the season really well. So that feels like a new signing for them. Uh, Buchanan at the back. I think she's really important. I think mm. if she the Canadian, yeah, mm-hmm, Canadian yep. centre half. So if she adapts nicely into that, I think Emma's just Emma likes to rotate and give people players opportunities to play. And we've seen that she made a few changes in. The last game they played against West Ham before the international break and her reasons were that players were training well and deserved the opportunity to play. Mm. So she does like to rotate. Um, With Leah injured as well. That's a big loss. Who, sorry? Leah Williamson for, for injured, Arsenal. yeah. Mm. That's so in terms like of their big, captain, yeah. like they potentially could. They've got a, a good enough squad. So they do have, but, the, but that's psychologically how much is that going to impact that's the a, team and, and mm-hmm. the team spirit? I think... In reality, yes, they want to rally round and they want they know they're good enough to to mm. do it. But when you cross over on that white line, who so they're playing Reading this weekend? Who? Um, how long is Leah supposed to be out for? Do we know? Not it's, sure. It's it's not sure. I think what? it's. A, I think it's. Didn't seem that serious, right? We thought that. I think the reports from what the the lioness had reported, people were just thinking, you know, was because she was going to stay in camp, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I think it's a lot more serious than well, first four. So thought. I think it's longer than okay. You know, so it might be past months. the Reading game. I reckon too. at least till Christmas until yeah. she Which is the big blow. That is massive. Especially with Champions League as well. Yeah, because yeah. Champ- yeah, yeah, Champions League kicks off on the 19th, 20th mm-hmm. as well. Mm-hmm. Some really big games, yep. actually. Yeah. yeah. They're going to be good. So big loss. You've also got Tottenham, Liverpool, Man City, Leicester City, Everton, Chelsea, we mentioned. Man United, Brighton, which tune in on BBC. I'll be on. Farrah Williams. And Aston Villa, West Ham. So any other games in there that we... Tottenham, Liverpool is an interesting one. Yeah, I mean, especially with it, it's interesting in, because Spurs, uh, you know, they've they've recruited new players and they talk about the ambition to want to finish in that you know that top three, mm-hmm. and and as I mentioned, I think it was last week when we had when we spoke about you know the crowds and they froze in front of a, a big crowd, at, you know, at the Emirates. They're obviously, I think they're at home, aren't they? To who? They're at home. They're Tottenham. Tottenham. They're at home. home. Yeah. So so they're at home. So obviously a smaller stadium, yeah. less people in mm. against a Liverpool team that. We're obviously energized by performances yeah. and results. I think tactically, Beardy, so Beardy will, will be, be setting a trap right yeah. now for, for it'll Tottenham. It will be exciting. Yeah. I think it'll be a good game. 
Be I think it'll be a good game, but I think and Liverpool two teams that are going to be there and they're in and around each other come the end of the season, fifth, six. I think Tottenham looks pretty good. I think yeah. they might be even vying for that top three for no, the Champions I'm League. I'm not having it. Not That's, having it no. for where? Top three. Yeah, I Tottenham. Do. Well, Man City doesn't is not that convincing for me this they're year. They're not, but they they'll come strong. I'm not following Farah's prediction You're on not this. F- I'm going with Bex. Yeah. You think Tottenham are going to be top three? You don't Come mean that. On, you Look at me in the eye and tell me you mean that. You don't mean that. Look ahead of Man United. Ahead of Chelsea, Man United and Arsenal. Take out Man City then. You think they're going to finish in the top three ahead of them? I thought you meant the top three oh, after the three. <laughs> you know, like the three is like the three curves. Six, yeah? yeah, that's okay. what I meant. The top okay. of the three yeah, yeah, under of the three. Of course you did. Oh, yeah, I that's forgot what I about one of those teams. Man United. Yeah, exactly. about and, Everton. United and, Everton. and Everton. You think they're going to finish above Everton? Come on, guys. Yeah, I think they You're will not even finish thinking since yeah. We've been in this room too long, right? It's getting hot. It is hot getting in here. It's actually very true. I'm going Chelsea, Arsenal, United, or maybe United might pit Arsenal to it, but... Yeah, that's that's my top three for sure. Oh, so Tottenham are in your top three. They're in the three below, but, uh, the, below three. the three. So you mean four, five, and six? They're in the probably yeah, six like or seven. Second three. So like one plus two minus three, <laughs> and then one after that. Yeah, so they're you and your predictions, you guys. I can't even follow <laughs> you. All right, so that's it for us this week on Boots, Balls, and Bras podcast. You two stop <laughs> giggling in the corner, but make sure to check us out on Instagram, Twitter, and everywhere else on your social media. Give us a like, follow, follow, subscribe, 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 everything. We'll see you next week. Bye. Ciao. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.